Lorraine Adams, I would like to welcome you to the Women's Power Hour show. So fantastic of you to join us today. Thank you. Very welcome. Wonderful. Now, Lorraine, you're a matchmaker, you're an author, a romance expert and coach. And I'm really interested to share all of that with the listeners and how that also relates into self-care. But it'd be really good to just find out a little bit more about you and you know your journey into entrepreneurship because you've been in you've been an entrepreneur for a relatively long time. Yeah, too many years. <laughs> well, <laughs> more years than I can remember. I, I started actually when I was about twenty-two. So I, I did. I left school at sixteen and and you know started working. Came up to the big city and did a few little jobs and and did really well you know always got promoted quickly and I just I had this entrepreneurial spirit through my father I think my my father always worked very hard there was five of us kids and he always had a job but he always had a little sideline on the side and just to kind of make it for those extra treats and holidays and Christmas and things and as far back as I can remember that was my dad you know almost like a kind of Del Boy And I think that's where my entrepreneurial spirit kind of came from. So from the age of 22, I've never actually worked for any, anybody else. I've, I've had my own business. And, and, you know, there's been a few a few different businesses. Um, first of all, just starting off little sandwich business and things like that. Yes. Um, progressing on to a PR company, which was actually quite a good grown-up business. And I did very well with that. And a lingerie business as well, wow. and and then and then in two thousand I launched the date the dating company, Gorgeous Networks. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been a, a a really lovely journey, and I and I feel blessed that you know bringing up a daughter that I've I've been able to be an entrepreneur and kind of experience all the types of things that you want to with your children. You know, going to their little recitals and things at school and their school trips, etc. Yeah. And always being around for my daughter. You know, I, I only I've only got one daughter, so I kind of wanted to make the most of it. <laughs> and um, so being an entrepreneur has actually been amazing um, to to combine it with motherhood because you know you 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 are on your own agenda. So that's been great. Yeah. So there's been that freedom, actually, to be able yeah. to choose how you work, um, which can make a massive difference, of course. Now, I know that when we spoke before, you told me there was kind of a, a prompt to you going into the dating agency world, why you ended yeah. up going there. So can you just share a little bit about that? Yeah, I, my um, partner and I, um, my, my daughter's dad, we'd been together for 17 years and he was actually my first, you know, real proper boyfriend. And um, we separated when my daughter was two, two and a half. And so I, I, um, you know, I thought I've got to kind of really get myself because I'd I'd had a couple of years off. I had a couple of little projects, but I had a couple of years off and, um, and I thought, okay, you know, I've got to get back into work and got, got back into the PR and then I started thinking, you know, I, I've got to get out dating and, and uh, you know, doing something. And online dating hadn't really materialised at that time in, in the year 2000. It, you know, there were sites, but we didn't look at online dating like we do now. It was it was almost like kind of um, secret rendezvous. It, there were there were traditional dating agencies. Um, but then when I looked into them, I just thought, oh, my God, like this is these are just for kind of sad train spotters you know? um that you know there was nobody I considered that was like me you know I was in my mid-30s yes 
So, um, and apart from that, there were like the classified ads at the back of the newspapers, etc. But there wasn't anything else. And I thought, this is just crazy. Like, apart from going out to clubs and bars and things, which in my mid thirties with a child, you know, I did still do that, but that wasn't my kind of, it wasn't like I was 25 again, you know? Yes. So um, I, I thought, okay, I've got to kind of maybe shake up this industry. You know, there, there's, this is a, this is something just waiting to happen. So I, I stumbled across um, a phrase speed dating, which the Jewish community had actually created because, you know, they have traditional matchmakers and they'd kind of um, started to get little parties together. Yes. Lots of people and introducing. So they'd coined the phrase. And um, so I thought, gosh, that, that would be really good to just, you know, create some um, speed dating events. So I, I started, uh, because of my PR company, I, I actually sent out a press release before I'd actually even started the dating company or organized an event. And I was like, oh, you know, the, all the hype, these, these speed dating events are amazing. This is what they do, you know. And then, and just kind of thinking, okay, let's put it out there, see if I get a little bit of interest, you know, yeah. from the media. And Friday afternoons, I always used to take off um, for, from work to, to spend, take my, my daughter out somewhere to the park, wherever, you know, we wanted to go. I, I left my assistant and um, left, left the office at about midday. And after about an hour, he the phone was going crazy. And he was like, you better get back here because this is just going crazy. Everybody wants to know about these speed dating events. They all want to come. I was like, oh, my God. So we literally had to create a speed dating event, like, very, very quickly. And, and that was it, you know. And we the first one I actually did was for Elle magazine. And it was with um, Tara Palmer Tompkinson. And she was somebody who wanted to speed date all these different. So they kind of, you know, created yes an event and um yeah and then it, I just kept creating more and more events and and started the company and and it went from there we called them gorgeous get-togethers <laughs> amazing I love that name by the way but what a fantastic I love that whole story still today it's probably my most successful PR campaign that I've ever had I've never had a response you know quite as as uh, crazy as that to be honest um, I think we were in every single national newspaper you know every major magazine across the tv radio it was just crazy really crazy. but it also shows that there was a need absolutely for it. it really hit the nail on the head you know yeah. it was it was, seemed to be what people wanted you know excellent right well let's have a little break Lorraine and then uh We'll come back and find out a bit more, I believe. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. And Lorraine has been uh, sharing her a little bit of her entrepreneurial journey and that master PR piece that she pulled off uh, that created the world of speed dating as we know it. Um, absolutely brilliant. But you've been in the dating space for like 21 years, very much a trailblazer in your industry. What are some of the main changes that you've seen in the way people go about finding partners and relationships? So I suppose the um, online dating has, has made a, a massive difference, you know, for the first, probably the first 10 years until around 2010, 2011, on, online dating and, and kind of meeting through, uh, you know, a third party was still quite 
quite um, a taboo, really. You know, people yes. didn't like to admit that they'd met somebody through those routes. And so it's only really been the last kind of 10 years that that it's been it's been something that people, you know, it's just the norm kind of thing. Indeed. And um, so that's that's the big thing, really. It, it's almost strange if you haven't tried some kind of, you know, events or speed dating or matchmaking. I, I think that's where that is the go to thing now. So I think that's that's one of the major changes in terms of the way that that people are I think I have seen this kind of real dismissive kind of attitude um I think people used to make the most of the opportunities that they had back in the day you know if you met somebody I mean I know there was always like you'd go to a bar swap telephone numbers and then you'd never hear from them again <laughs> but it you know you'd most likely were likely to hear from them again of course social media wasn't out then either whereas kind of now people people kind of skip over potential opportunities like crazy and and I think so many people are missing out on you know finding somebody really um compatible because they're they're just so dismissive of things that really aren't important when you're looking and thinking about a long-term relationship people tend to look at you know aesthetics and the kind of top layer of unimportant things that aren't really going to be that important going forward forward in a long-term relationship you know yeah. things like your values and 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 your temperament and how you're going to co- kind of cope with because you know at the, at the end of the day in a, in a relationship you're going to have highs and lows and yes. how you're going to cope together in in those you know um challenges and and highs and lows and you know I think the, the best part of a long-term relationship is actually the, the friendship and this has been borne out you know people that have been in long-term relationships you know when we've done all kinds of surveys we've discovered that that is the thing you know the the, the friendship um that you have uh, that kind of feeling that you've you can rely on somebody that you know that you've, you've got somebody to kind of lean on and you know that's that's they're the kind of things that a long-term relationship is all about and of course you know, there are times, you know, you, of course, you want to be attracted to somebody, but the kind of um, chemistry, the long term chemistry is so much more different. It's when you kind of absolutely love the bones of someone yes, rather yes. than that short term chemistry that's that's often just flits in and out very quickly. And I think a lot of people don't really, that doesn't really resonate with a lot of people. They don't really get that until they've been in a long-term relationship. So of course, the things that are at the top of their wish list don't reflect what they actually really should be looking for. So I do a lot of work with my clients to try and, you know, shift their mindset into that way of thinking. And I think that's why we get a lot of success because when people actually you know, really uh, that registers and they really start to realise that's when they when the changes start to happen in their lives and they find somebody relatively um, rapidly, whereas, uh, you know, sometimes people can be eternally single because they just don't don't change that mindset. Yeah, I I totally get that because I think the thing with Internet dating is that most people just go to the profile and look at a photo. Um, I'm not even sure if they read the profile. It's almost like the photo. And if the photo doesn't fit, move on to the next one. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's what's underneath, what are those values um, and that richness that's within that's going to make it worthwhile spending time with this person, especially if you want a long-term relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
get that totally excellent okay so let's have a little break and then when we come back um just going to talk a little bit more about those online platforms and some of the safety issues or challenges that come with that Lorraine Adams and we are talking about relationships and the whole uh, industry around that and Lorraine being an absolute trailblazer in that industry. One of the things that I certainly know that I thought about before I did online dating was you know how how safe is this and so my question to you is you know how how safe do you believe a lot of these online platforms are considering how much information people put up about themselves and the, the accessibility well i know that the online dating platforms are doing you know as much as they can and some more than others in trying to make their platforms safe but at the end of the day, you know, if you're a, if you're a scammer um, or, you know, th th that's at the very worst um, uh, end of the spectrum, um, you know, if you if you get banned, you're going to pop up against somebody else. And usually these are all connected to organised crime. So yes. you know, when you think you're meeting somebody, you know, a, a soldier who's like, you know, out in wherever or, or some, you know, they'll, they'll put the most amazing profiles up. <laughs> they, they, you know, to tick all everybody's boxes kind of thing it would just there'll just be another one that pops up immediately after so you know sadly online dating and, and app dating is just completely filled filled with 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 scammers and you know the next thing down the line is is somebody that is you know is just a regular person not not a scammer but somebody who let's say is is less than genuine and um, yes. you'll get a lot of people that are in relationships that are not going well and they find the kind of app dating and online dating a bit of titillation so you, you'll soon come across those because those are the people that just don't want to meet keep making excuses not to meet yeah so i always say to my clients you know if you do do online dating um or, or dating through the apps you know if, if you have a connection go straight to having a, a call or a video chat and then um you know go straight to meeting up and if that doesn't happen if they make the excuse not to then just just you know strike them out because it, there's it's just not worth there's too many uh people that are kind of play acting um yeah. and but then having said that there are still you know a good amount of genuine people that you can meet through apps and online dating um, it's just that not knowing, you know, it's just, it, you know, you could come across somebody and they could be, you know, your lifetime partner yes. um, and just as, just as genuine as you, but it's a little bit like looking for a needle in a haystack. It's almost like, you know, the old cliche, you, you would have to kiss, you know, a hundred frogs before meeting your prince or princess. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And I guess it, in some respects, there's, you know, much like any other online platform, there's there's pretty much only so much that the companies can do in terms of yeah. safety and protection yeah. and then it's a little bit about you know what do you put in place and so you've just said that one of the things that you say to your clients is you know get that kind of video chat something upfront immediately are there any other things that you would say to people to to absolutely do um even before going to meet somebody 
I mean, I'd always say, um, you know, meet, tell, tell somebody else where you're going and perhaps, you know, have yourself on your, one of your friend locators or something like that. So someone knows where, where you're going, uh, you know, a few people and, you know, obviously meet somewhere, but don't, don't go around somebody's house. You know, that's the, the, the worst thing that you could do. Um, even, even on the first night, you know, if you've had a nice night, you know, a nice a, a walk or a nice, it could even be during the day, you know, don't, don't kind of go those steps until you've really got to know somebody. I'd say that once you've met them, I wouldn't say it's a good idea to kind of look somebody up through social media and LinkedIn, et cetera, but prior to meeting, because, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit disconcerting and, and sort of put your foot. Once you've met them and, and if you think, okay, there was a good connection there, I, you know, I, I'd quite like to kind of, you know, take this another another step, you know, you've decided to see each other again, then it's a good, a good um, uh, time to perhaps just do a little bit of your own research and social media. I mean, as a matchmaker, that's generally what we do. So yes. we would do that on behalf of our clients. Um, uh, so we kind of, you know, you could, there's not, we can't really kind of go in too deeply because of the data protection yes. laws. You know, there's not a lot you can do, but you, you can, take those extra proportions on behalf of your clients and that's what I tell you know the people um out there who are doing online dating etc to to do to just make sure that they are who they say they are you know that that they're genuine you know even even then you could still meet somebody who appears to be really genuine and then you know because as we know you know that some of the worst kind of abusers and uh, etc on their public face is is very different to the person they are um, inside. So, you know, I always say, again, watch out for those little kind of red flags and try and be the person that you are right from the start, you know, yes. walk and all, because, you know, that's going to come out eventually anyway. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to just, be, you know, have a little bit of banter about it, you know, about your flaws and et cetera, um, to try and encourage the person that you've met to also do the same and um you know it's it's in those early days that, that you find out the little things and you decide I mean obviously you know not everybody's nobody's perfect so yeah. it's it's absolutely fine to kind of accept those those little flaws etc and and you know to give people a chance but the problem is that you know it's very important not to go too far down the line um when you've when you've seen the red flags and discuss it with your friends as well because usually your friends see the red flags before you do obviously matchmaking is a more costly um uh, route to go down but then you know sometimes you you look back and you think okay i've spent several years you know online dating and going out on these dates and you know it's costly to go out on a date you know to get yourself all ready to get out, up there so sometimes you know, it's worth the investment. And there's so many different, I mean, that's what Gorgeous Networks, our platform is all about, because we've we've got, you know, a, a, a lists of, of lots of different agencies, you know, everything that's out there, dating events, um, for people to kind of make a, an inspired choice yes. and to, to shop around and get the best type of deal for them and the best type of service for them. And, it, and if, you know, there's lots of different types of services. So I think it's about having choice. Yes. Um, and, you, you know, making the decision. Often a matchmaker is somebody that 
you would have a good rapport with. So, you know, it might not be that somebody's service is better than another. It might just be that you just gel with that particular matchmaker and have a good rapport with them. And that's just as important as, as you know, what kind of service or how they operate. So Yeah, absolutely. Which is very much the same across, you know, the world of, of coaching, you know, as a coach, not everybody is you know I'm not the right fit for everyone and everyone's not the right fit for me so you know it's it's no different than being willing to kind of search out who that right fit is and, and, yeah, and that's, with that's what I would say for people to do to do their research and um, you know have a chat to several different people and you know find out how how kind of quickly people get back to them um, you know things things like that because all those types of things you know when you're if you you know you've sort of three or four dates in and you still haven't met your your partner as, as long as you feel that you're progressing yes. you know, it's not gonna, it's not going to happen just like that just because you found a matchmaker you know and, that, and a lot of people do kind of think they have that attitude oh you know right that's it I'm paying somebody now you know all my dreams are going to come true I'm going to meet George Clooney you know and it's just <laughs> not gonna that's not going to happen it just means you've got someone in your corner that's going to yes help guide you in the right direction, help make you make the right decisions, bring, you know, the, the right opportunities at your door and just increase the opportunities um, for you to, yes. to finding somebody. And usually that works, but it, it can only work if you go along with that and you don't kind of stick to your own, you know, the, the kind of challenges and, and hurdles and mistakes that you've been making previously Yes. If you kind of just start afresh and 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 take the advice, um, and 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 you know go down a, a new a new route altogether, and and then it will work, you know, without yeah. doubt. Okay, let's uh, we'll step away, have a little break, and then we will come back and speak a little bit more about understanding and seeing those um, signs of an unhealthy relationship because I think that's also really important. Okay, great. Right, so we are back and uh, we've been having some fantastic conversations around relationships, matchmaking and all the wonderful work that Lorraine um, does and how she helps all of her clients. Um, we've talked about the online platforms and, and really how safe we can be uh, and, and try to be whilst the actual platforms themselves do what they can. The other thing that I really wanted to ask you about, Lorraine, was about relationships themselves because you, you're helping people to connect with hopefully a long-term partner. But as we have already kind of touched on, we know that somebody can show up being one thing and then being something quite different a little bit further down the line. Um, what would you say are the early warning signs of an unhealthy relationship? So I think one of the things that I've always noticed is that generally when we're talking about men for example so you you generally if somebody comes along and you find that they're they're trying to get very deep almost you feel like they're trying to open you up they almost you they almost feel like a therapist and you think you go away thinking I've had clients that come back and say oh I felt like I've known this person all my life you know and we I was able to really open up my heart that's always a bit of a warning sign because often you find that controlling and people that are, are bullies 
tend to want to get into finding your vulnerable spots. So that's what they do. They open you up right from from the get go. And they, they find out, you know, all about your life, what's happened, what your soft spots are. And, and that gives them control. It's usually men that usually have no kind of real self-confidence. They might appear confident on the yes. surface, but they, they have no kind of real self-esteem and they feel that to, to be, to make themselves happy, they have to be in control. Mm. And, um, you know, generally, you know, for whatever reason that is, um, that controlling behavior, you know, can turn quite abusive. Um, so I think, you know, I really love to see young women, you know, I love chatting to my daughter who's 25, who have a whole different healthy attitude to to dating than I had when I was young, because it was it was the equality, you know, wasn't wasn't as it is today. You know, I know we still haven't got there yet, but yes, we are, we are getting closer. And, you know, you went into a relationship kind of looking to please your, your man, you know, and, and to be the perfect kind of partner in every way. Yes. And that's considerably less uh, with, with young people when they're, when they're dating. And, you know, often I'll say to my daughter, oh, you know, d- didn't you do this or didn't you? And she'd be like, no, of course I didn't. You know, that's not for me. And she'll really put me in my place, you know. And, it, and it's great to remind me. And I think, no, you're absolutely right. So, you know, my, my advice has kind of changed as, as you know, uh, life has changed over the last 21 years. You know, I, I updated my book recently um, because there was so much in it that just wasn't relevant to today's dating kind of uh, narrative. Yes. Um, so I, I definitely think that's one of the things that, you know, you should look out for, for a future controlling person. They might not appear to be controlling or a bully, but they, they're the people that try to open you up and find everything about you. And, mm. and, and so you sometimes think, oh, this is a wonderful person. They're so caring. They're so interested in me. But actually, that is a red flag. So I would always, if somebody kind of asks you very personal questions in the in the initial kind of um, fledgling stages, I would kind of reflect it onto them and just say, just, you know, briefly answer and then reflect and just say, well, tell me about you and ask them a a sort of similar question and just just try and get, you know, some some uh, reflective information back from them and try to avoid going too deep into your own, you know, telling your 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 kind of um, uh, best kept secrets or your, you know, although it might feel wonderful and the prospect of thinking, oh, I have a man that I can really relate to and tell all my all my innermost thoughts to, it's it's not the right route to go until you really ha- do know someone like a good few months into your relationship. And I know that sounds like a long time, but it's just a, a stepping stone. Yes. Um, into you know it's just little stepping stones to get into that relationship a relationship takes a long time to develop and you know patience is is really really important in those first kind of six months yeah Um, yeah that's steady very that's so sound Lorraine because I think you're right it's it's really easy to have that sense of oh my goodness this person cares so much they want all this information the thing is what do they want the information for Um, and that's the bit that you need to be you know not not so aware of that you now think everybody's devious but to to understand that you know just impart it as you feel 
comfortable to you know I'm not saying that everybody that asks those kind of in-depth questions is going to you know end up being a controller or or an abuser that's not the case you know some some people do wear their heart on their sleeves and they they're very open themselves and so they you know they naturally kind of want to engage in that kind of conversation but from from a a woman's point of view I would always say just be cautious and only let only just drip feed little bits of yourself um until you've really got to know them and you've seen their character. And that's why I I always encourage people to go on dates that aren't necessarily just your regular kind of coffee or, you know, the first date should always be a walk or a coffee or something. And then, you know, maybe a lunch or something like that. But then I would progress it onto doing something where you see a little bit deeper into that person's personality, Mm. perhaps doing an event together you know going sailing going ice skating doing doing something where you can actually see you know what happens to this person when they are being challenged yeah um, you know do they lose their temper do they do they keep controlled are they easy you know do they sulk after if something doesn't go their way and that's a great kind of uh, way early on you know perhaps the third date or something rather than just keep keep doing the same thing yeah. um you know before intimacy to actually see what what is what are the makings of this person um and, and it's so important and again you know if you see those little red flags you see somebody getting really angry even they might not get angry at you they might get angry at somebody else or you know um flare up at something or or go into their shell or all those types of things are, are, you know good to to uh be cautious of um I also think it's important to in in those early fledgling relationships to keep yourself open to meeting other people and do meet other people because again sometimes people get so consumed in this one person they'll overlook the red flags because this is all that's available and again that's a very unhealthy route to be so even if you meet someone you think oh this is really promising I really like that that you know that that he said this or that you know he said that or that he does this or he does that just keep all those other options open because you know you might you might they might just be great to fall back on if it doesn't work out and you know you 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 still have that little bit of kind of joy in your life yes (laughs) we all want joy in our life so rather than putting all your eggs into one basket as as as, you know wonderful as that basket might look (laughs) indeed indeed great advice Lauren I love that great we'll have one more break and then we'll come back and um just want to speak to you a little bit more about relationships and self-care the relationship between those two things And we have Lorraine, who has been sharing some amazing advice and tips about relationships, um, how we can operate safely online, the whole thing around the red flags, things that we can look out for when we do meet somebody. And one of the things that's obviously dear to my heart is self-care, women in self-care and women giving themselves time and space to just do them, you know, and, and really to look after themselves from the inside out. And I have seen it many times and I'm 
surely going to have to put my hand up and say I have been there too where you've kind of met somebody and it's all consuming and it's all about this amazing wonderful person and everything else goes on the back burner including yourself um how do we go into relationships and maintain ourselves whilst also building this relationship with this person Okay, so that's a really good point. And I think the crucial thing is to not be defined by your man. Um, so you, you know, it depends, it, 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 all different age groups, you know, it depends how confident, how self-assured you are in, in yourself. I think it's so important to have a completely separate life and sense of, of who you are, um, not just going into a relationship, but when you're in a relationship as well. A relationship is so much more healthy and stimulating for both you and your partner when you both have outside um, interests and things going on separate from your relationship. You don't have to do everything together. You don't have to live in each other's pockets. To me, it's just going down the wrong route. You know, you might even have a partner and you might yourself feel sometimes a little bit left out perhaps if your partner has friends you know male or female and that they get something from that they not get from from you they don't get from you but if we're if we're truthful we we often feel I mean I know that I get certain things from from my meeting up with my friends you know my daughter um certain joys um in life that I don't get from my partner that's not to say that I don't get amazing joys from my partner but sometimes they're different and you have to have that balance it can't all be that the only love and joy and fun that you get in your life is defined by by your partner and, and what you do with your partner um and in terms of your actual relationship even if there are those little feelings you know and those little kind of mini sulks or you know they, they are actually quite healthy um as long as they don't go too deep but I quite like it I've been with my partner for 16 years and I quite like it that he feels a little bit kind of I wouldn't say jealous or envious but a little bit curious sometimes as to where I'm going or what I'm doing or yeah because it's 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 stimulating he's interested to know and when I come back and I tell him all about it and I've perhaps had other experiences that then I can introduce him to and he the same you know when he does things with his friends and his family he can come back and tell me about something and it just makes for a much healthier and happier and stimulating relationship so it's it's totally totally you know a massive massive important aspect of your relationship that you have an outside life and you don't define yourself by your partner yeah. um, so that's my best advice really fantastic it is and life is about you know a, a, a series of reinventions you know I'm actually one of one of my novel and I'm writing a novel at the moment about um somebody that has constantly had these kind of uh reinvention reinventing herself during her life and I think that's so important and, and crucial to just keep reinventing yourself it doesn't matter how old you are what stage you are in your life sometimes that might mean you know introducing new friendships or new activities or um you know to somebody that can perhaps 
help enable that new reinvention because sometimes you know your friends or your family just know you who you are and they they refuse to kind of they're just like oh here she goes again (laughs) but it's 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 you know food for the soul for you to reinvent yourself and um and feel like you're progressing in life and you're making the right decisions and we all do it and I think I think children actually really help you to do that but so too does a new partner because you know they've had a different life to you and they can perhaps show you a different way and it's not to say that your previous way has been all wrong that might have been right for that time yes but sometimes it's it's clear that it's time to adopt a new a new way forward and a new way of thinking and I I've done it so many times I'd say probably on average you know every, every kind of seven or eight years I've I've reinvented myself and, and you know had a, had a sort of major change even during my relationship and and my relationship has changed for it yes hopefully for the better yeah. um and I think it's just so important to you know not not be tied to your old your old kind of your old self self exactly. yeah yeah because it's gross isn't it I mean if, if we are you know we're, we're meant to be constantly growing if we're constantly yeah. growing we're shedding old as well right that that's part of the growth process so um yeah totally sometimes totally. it's about going full circle you know sometimes yeah. you kind of uh, rediscover something about you you know I, I remembered um coming out of I remembered literally having a skip in my step you know with having a, a group of friends I, in my first relationship with with my daughter said I didn't have a, a group of friends outside it was always friends that were you know a few a very small network of of married you know couples yes. and um, and I started to kind of uh, open up you know friendships perhaps it was like the 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 you know the woman of a of a couple that had since separated or something like that just just you know those and then then obviously friends through you know meeting my daughter's um the, uh, you know parents of my daughter's friends at school etc and nursery and I remember literally having a skip in my step because I rediscovered that that je de vivre that I'd had mm. as a teenager before I'd met my partner that I'd completely lost. I'd I'd become this grown up, sensible, responsible person. Yes. And here I was in my sort of you know early thirties, mid thirties, rediscovering that that you know the, here's my sense of fun, which yeah. I completely lost. Wow. So sometimes it's not a, not a case of just reinventing it. It's a case of rediscovering. You yes, know? absolutely. You've got to, you've got to really, you know, I think count your blessings. You've got to, you know, realize how lucky you are. And I think again, in relationships, people need to kind of, rather than looking on the downside and the negatives within their relationship, you know, focus on the good things that are going on. And, and uh, you know, sometimes it, it gets to, it's got to be a balance. Sometimes it gets to a point where the negatives have just completely overtaken the positives. And, yes. you know, that's maybe a good time to to either get out or have, have a break or, you know, have some coaching or counselling or something. But sometimes you can actually do it yourself. Sometimes you can just take a step back and you just think, okay, I'm going to just picture, you know, all the great things about my partner and try and keep those in my mind rather than these silly little kind of quibbles that we're having. Sometimes it's just resentment that's building up. Um, And sometimes it's good to just get that out of the way and talk about it, open up that can of worms 
and get rid of the resentment and then get back to knowing what you love and like about your partner um, yeah. and the same with him with you you know very sound and wise advice there Lorraine loving that well listen I am absolutely certain that some of our listeners will be wanting to find out how they can connect with you um, so do you have some contact details that you'd like to share so people can find out more about the gorgeous network and maybe even your PR work yeah, I mean, our, our um, website is gorgeousnetworks.uk. Our, our um, email address is info at gorgeousnetworks.uk. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I'm more than happy to answer questions. And that, you know, it says that on our website, not only about the other um, services um, and, and apps and events and things that we review and talk about but we also offer our own um, range of gorgeous network services on our website as well so anything through from matchmaking to um, single of the week we have a single of the week that we showcase every week to our own little club gorgeous which is an amazing little club wonderful wonderful Lorraine thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom and knowledge and advice and tips it's been a joy and an absolute pleasure to have you on the Women's Power Hour show. Well, it's been a pleasure for me. It really has. I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been great. And you've Fantastic. asked some great questions as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Thank you. Thank you.